Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, is it okay to charge your daughter rent? The line manager from Hell, a daughter caught up in negative comparisons, and what happens when you're terrified of confrontation at work? Our first question this week. Dear Viv, my daughter will graduate from uni this summer and is going to move home to be within commuting distance of London, where she's hoping to get an internship. She's been financially independent since she started uni, working part-time as a waitress to supplement her student loan. And while she's been away, I've got quite used to having the extra cash, which I'm not spending on food and bills. Would it be reasonable to charge her rent when she comes back? What do people usually do in this situation? Oh, what do people usually do in this situation? What a great question. Wouldn't it be great to say to your daughter, I don't care how this makes you feel. This is what people usually do in this situation. Give me the money. I'm joking, of course, but I feel like this is what you want me to say. Like there's some kind of social rule that might apply here and make you feel better. There isn't really. This is a difficult situation and you're going to have to think and talk your way out of it and work out what you and your daughter want. What do people usually do? They find a solution that works for them. Well, in reality, what people usually do is probably fail to talk about it and behave all passive aggressive until they have a massive shouting match. You get my drift. That said, in terms of what people usually do, I think it's absolutely reasonable for you to charge her rent and that most people would agree. What interests me is that you're hesitating over it. I'm assuming you haven't had a conversation with your daughter about this because judging by what you've said about her, I'd be very surprised if she didn't offer to pay you something anyway. What would be good to work out in advance of that conversation is how much you'd like that to be, what sum of money, and how you're going to review the situation as time goes on. The key is to be straightforward. Bring up the subject, say you've thought about the contribution you'd like to suggest and that you want to review it every four weeks to see how you're both getting on. This is perfectly reasonable. What is not reasonable is to leave it as something that can't be talked about and be quietly festering behind closed doors and drawing on the cheese packet with a biro to mark who has had what. 
you're utterly reasonable to expect your daughter to make a contribution and I suspect she will be utterly reasonable about it too. Just have the conversation. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, I've got a new line manager at work who started three weeks ago. I know it's early days, but he seems really bad at his job, certainly much worse than anyone else who's joined the company in a similar role. He doesn't seem to understand some of the basic processes behind what we do, and common jargon totally baffles him. Because I'm just beneath him in the chain, I'm responsible for a lot of his office training, and I'm picking up a lot of slack because he's so slow on the uptake. It's having a big impact on our department and it's only a matter of time until one of our managers asks us what's going on. Should I dob him in or give him the benefit of the doubt? At the moment, I feel like if anyone asked me how he's doing, I'd have a half hour rage about it, though I know it would be very unprofessional to do that. It's extra frustrating because I took over the role briefly while we were waiting for him to work out his notice period at his last company and everything went fine. I discussed a promotion with my manager at the time, but she said I wasn't ready for the role. Wow. Can I say, first of all, that I love the sound of your line manager. Doesn't understand basic processes. Totally baffled. I love it. If you were a sitcom character, obviously. Probably to you, it's not quite so amusing. On the other hand, like this, this guy is not a fictional character. He's someone we have all worked with. We work with him now and we'll work with him again in the future. This guy is everywhere. And I'm not being sexist. Women are just as capable of being like this. In fact, I am quite inept and process phobic. And if I ever did work with you, I would probably be a bit like this. But seriously, there is an issue that needs unpicking here. Let's step back. Can you genuinely say that you're okay with being passed over for promotion because that is what happened? This guy is not a neutral colleague. He is the person who was given the job you wanted. So it would be perfectly natural if your feelings towards him were erring on the side of hostile to start with. Is it possible that that attitude is creeping into your dealings with him? You gloss over this in your letter and I wonder if you've worked out those feelings of disappointment. Your company passed you over and they seem to have chosen someone instead who is not actually capable of doing the job. In fact, who needs you to do the job for them? I wonder if you're angry with the wrong person here. Don't be angry with him. Be angry with your company. There's also a wider issue here. If your picture is accurate, you say it's only a matter of time until one of the managers asks us what's going on. Why haven't they already? Who Who's in charge? Is anyone in charge? Setting all of that aside for a moment, I want you to think about what it is that you really want and to be honest with yourself about this situation. Is it really true that this guy is inept or is he just settling in and figuring out how your company works? What are his good qualities? Why was he picked over you? What can you learn from him? I think until you start answering some of these questions, you're going to be trapped in resentment and irritation. If, however, you can honestly say that he's wrong for the job and doesn't know what he's doing, then you have every right to speak to someone about it. But you need to make sure that you do so calmly and cautiously with no emotion. The anger that you're feeling now is not really about him. It's frustration that you were passed over. Be honest about that. Allow yourself to feel it and then work out what's really going on. Please try not to kill him in the meantime. 
our next question this week. Dear Viv, my daughter seems to be constantly comparing herself to her friends. She's in year six and has been coming home from school in tears at least twice a month, crying about how her friends, I think there are two in particular that are the worst offenders, are getting better results than her at school. I've tried telling her that it doesn't matter as long as she's trying her best, but it doesn't seem to be getting through. How can I help her deal with this? Congratulations, worried mother. You have a totally normal year six daughter. (laughs) Welcome to being the mother of a daughter. It's going to be even more fun when she becomes a teenager and the comparisons become about boys, makeup, smoking, drugs and alcohol. Hurrah, what a joy parenting is. Seriously, though, I do feel for you here and I can tell this is painful for both of you. The awful thing is, I don't think you can do more than you're already doing. I'm sorry to say that because I doubt it's the answer you wanted to hear, but it is how it is. It's great that you care so much and you want to help her. And she evidently talks openly to you about what's going on in her life. Concentrate on keeping that channel of communication alive. Believe me, it's going to come under threat in the next few years. So listen to her, be there for her, give her advice. But most of all, just try to make sure she keeps talking to you. I'm, I'm sure you're already telling her that we all compare ourselves to others. It's a natural thing to do, but ultimately it's not healthy and can make us feel really unhappy. Could you encourage her to develop friendships outside of this annoying pair? and perhaps talk discreetly to her teacher, who might be able to split them up in class. Have you talked to the other parents too? Again, discreetly and calmly, just to find out how they're feeling about it. You might discover that they are competitive nightmares too, but at least you'll know what you're dealing with. I'm sorry I'm not giving you a magic bullet here, but I think your daughter already has one, you. Having a mother who cares about you, listens to you and tries her best to keep listening even when it's hard to find a solution to a problem that is priceless. So continue your good work. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, I've recently been promoted, which is great, and I'm now head of a department at work. The only downside to this is that I will have to deal with discipline and letting people go. I'm not great at confrontation. I've never even broken up with someone. Do you have any tips? Oh, congratulations on your promotion. (laughs) Now you get to find out what they're paying you extra for. The stuff no one else wants to do. I'm only partly joking. With great power comes great responsibility. And this is the bit where you get to find out whether you're a leader. My first thought is to look for support and training at work. It's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. It's a sign of maturity. Can you be honest with your manager and say, I'd like training to deal with some of the confrontational aspects of my job. I've researched these courses. Will you pay for me to go on one? Get as much outside help as you can. I would also think about getting both formal and informal mentors or coaches. Again, this is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign that you're trying to do your job properly. In any job, you will not be the first person to have encountered this problem. And the key is to find other people who've dealt with it successfully and overcome it. It would be great if you could set up a regular meeting with someone you can talk to about these things. Something that's not really acknowledged in the workplace is that there is a lot of psychological work involved in dealing with confrontation. People who aren't comfortable with themselves and are insecure are very poor at dealing with confrontation. People who fear rejection can't handle it either. 
Uh, so I think if you're incredibly serious and worried about this, I would even go so far as to suggest seeing a therapist to work through your own feelings here. Because when you're at work, you need to be able to take your own feelings out of the equation and make these interactions not about you, but about the person you're dealing with. Finally, though, I think don't be afraid to surprise yourself. You've been promoted to this role because someone believes you can do it. Maybe it's going to be easier than you thought. Maybe you won't mind confrontation as much as you thought. Maybe it even won't feel like confrontation to you. Maybe you'll be so good at it that you'll be promoted to being the person who has to do all the firings in the company. Actually, scrub that. Don't become too good at it. But in short, Find out more from other people who have gone through the same thing. And don't assume you can't do something until you've tried. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we we'll see you there. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.